from each and every one of us, we're going to have a, a way that feminine energy is embodied for us that's unique. The second we try to put feminine energy in a box, we have missed the freaking mark. Welcome back again to another episode of the Confident Mompreneur Podcast, where we talk to real women from around the globe about real life difficulties and triumphs in momhood, business, relationships, health, and more. I'm your host, Kiri, ready to give you real actionable advice to help you become the best and most confident version of you in all areas of your life. Let's get into it. Hello, how are you? So good, how are you? Good. Hmm. Thanks for hopping on so quickly. Oh yeah, of course. I was like, check my schedule. I was like, we may as well just, we may as well just do it, you know? Just do it, get it done. Totally, totally. Perfect. Well, welcome on today, Amy. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks for joining and joining so quickly. We were just talking that we got the schedule in one day, which is like something yeah. that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> trying to line up two busy women's schedules, it never happens that way. Totally. That's why I was like, you know what? I happen to be free tomorrow. Let's just go with that. We felt the energy and we just went with it. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. Uh, I would like I was telling her before we hopped on, I looked through her Instagram and she has some amazing content on there. So we'll just definitely plug her at the end so that you can go find her. But do you want to just get us started out today, um, introducing yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, totally. So I am Amy. I go by Amy Alexandra on all platforms, but like we were just joking, my name is spelt A-Y-M-I-E, which is different. And I am a life coach by trade. I specialize in working with women and specifically with feminine energy, which for me was just an unlock to such a yummier life and I just desire that for all women but because you know we live in this world that just keeps going um, I tie feminine energy in with business leadership and so essentially how to run your business or be in business from your feminine energy so that you're not trying to you know toggle all of these different hats that, that women for so long have been trying to wear um, I specialize in the cycles and vagina stuff and sex stuff and all that good stuff too. So all things womanhood. All things womanhood. I love that. Well, um, I mean, for me, I, I really wanted you on today because that's something that I've really been trying to like work with in myself is like finding my feminine energy and really using that to my advantage. Um, and I feel like today's world really tells us that that feminine energy is actually a disadvantage, especially when it comes to business. So I really wanted your input on what that actually looks like and how we can do that. So what is feminine energy and power to you? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Yeah. So feminine energy, it's like, whenever people ask me, like, how can I be more feminine or like get more feminine. It's like, as soon as we're in that energy of like chasing or getting or striving, like we, we kind of miss the mark already. So 
feminine energy, if you have a feminine core, right? Not everyone is going to identify as having a feminine core, but if you innately believe that you have a feminine core, then it's like your feminine energy is what just naturally radiates from you when you are not fighting against the fact that you are a woman. And so it's going to feel like being in your body in the moment and expressing in the moment. When I say expressing, like, I think there's a lot, you know, feminine energy is like the hot girl buzzword right now. Like you're seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff out there that I I feel almost um, like infantilizes women. Like when it talks about the expressing it's almost from like a just say whatever you want and do whatever you want and that's in my opinion not that's not woman energy that's little girl energy right Mm -hmm. so that expression but from that mature feminine space where we are you know we're actively aware of what's happening in our body and we are able to articulate or express that not necessarily to anyone else but to ourselves right we're just present with the energies that are alive in the moment and then we're not utilizing that to you know project or blame or all those fun manipulation tactics the feminine loves to employ Mm -hmm. But yeah, being with your body, being with your breath, expressing, creating, and like letting life be yummy, you know? Yeah. I feel like um, for me, I really got sucked into the hustle culture of things. Um, And a lot of times... I was told that I couldn't be in my feminine because it would make me come across as, you know, that whiny little girl that's not getting her way or would let my emotions run everything or whatever. So I love how you stated like that's little girl energy and we're looking more towards grown woman energy. And it's like knowing, you know, those things about us. Cause unlike men, we have this cycle that regulates our lives all the time right and getting to know that and understand where we're at in that so that we can better like structure our lives our businesses and those things around it too um you know and one of the things that I I also have been working towards is like being more feminine in my relationship as well I have a very masculine partner and he loves taking care of me and for the longest time I had a hard time with that because I had been you know so used to taking care of myself and being in more of my masculine energy and realizing I love that soft life it's wonderful it's so nice (laughs) (laughs) so I I do appreciate like all of those things that you said so when we're we were talking a little earlier you said you kind of specialize in like the cycle side of things too how does that play into all of this the feminine energy in our businesses and relationships totally (laughs) so you know the way that I view it is as like a very integral piece of the feminine energy because what we what most of us can recognize right now looking around is that there has been a disconnect like you were saying it's like we're all in the business world, the way the world is structured now, women are working, right? And great, that's amazing. But we get told that our feminine energy is a hindrance to us being successful. And so we squelch it. And in fact, 
our feminine energy gets squelched long before we're working, right? Like when we're very young, we get told to, you know, calm down and pipe down and be less and shrink your emotions and all, all of that good stuff, you know? So then that travels, that travels through. And so we essentially become disconnected from anything that reminds us of our womanhood. I don't know about you, but the first time that I learned about periods, it was, we were like marched into a classroom and told, you know, one day you're going to bleed and it's, you're going to be in pain and it's going to be inconvenient. And here's like this giant pad that you're going to have to wear. And it was just like mortifying. They made (laughs) it seem like the most terrible thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like they tell you all these like crazy, you're going to have pimples and, and cramps and it's like, so then, you know, for the next few years, it I just was dreading this thing that was going to come and likewise with all the other girls. Um, and so then you get your period and our culture doesn't have any sort of like ritual around girls sort of moving into womanhood. They don't have, it's like all this kind of doom and gloom. And then it just becomes this giant inconvenience, this embarrassment, this hindrance. And so a huge part of reclaiming our feminine energy is reclaiming our cycle. And there's so much beauty in it. Like the reframe that you can put around your cycle, it's a reason for human life, right? Like you're a mom, right? Like without the cycle, there would, there would be no babies. Like it's the most magical. It's literally the most magical thing on this earth and you know I I believe there's so much power in that that in that that that's one of the reasons why the society and structures as a whole has tried to convince us otherwise you know Mm -hmm. there really is well and especially like you said once you get to know it there's like so much power in just knowing and understanding it um we've had a few people on to talk about cycles and cycle thinking and those types of things and just the way that we can utilize the different like basically seasons of our cycle to achieve different things you know sometimes we need that downtime and sometimes we are good to go and like you know on top of things um so just knowing that and not being so hard on ourselves in those cycles where we're we're wanting to be a little bit more you know at home cuddled up in our blankets like that type of thing you know it's just like having knowledge brings so much power I think to us totally it's and it's you know knowledge is power right we we know that but we weren't given that knowledge like nobody told me anywhere along the way it's like obviously I knew that there was PMS which I now say stands for please make space right but there was that so it's like yeah okay so we're expecting to have tender boobs and be grumpy and all of this other stuff but nobody said oh and also your brain waves will change and move into a meditative state nobody told like if I had known this when I was you know, a teenager or like in my early twenties, like in university, having three jobs, going to all my classes, like trying to literally operate like a robot and then being just so annoyed at myself and my body, why I would be fine to do all of these things for two weeks. And then suddenly would like absolutely crash. Nobody told us, 
you know, it's been amazing me learning this stuff and teaching this stuff. Like it's been amazing watching like my mom and my grandma, like talk about this stuff and neither of them have a cycle anymore, but them talking and being like, they can totally see like these, the patterns that were existing all the time. Like it's, yeah, it's such powerful healing medicine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. I didn't even know about it until I was trying to get pregnant. And then I was like, hmm, maybe I should actually know how this works. <laughs> I yeah, get, yeah, yeah. I get pregnant, but nobody ever said anything. Like I had to go and like start doing the research myself. And then, you know, my knowledge has just grown from there. But it's crazy that it's not something that we're taught. And, you know, like you said, it we're, we're basically taught to fear it instead of using it to our advantage. And I think that's what comes out of all of this is we're taught to fear our femininity in all areas. Um, you know, in running a business, it's so funny talking to my partner. He runs his own business too. And the ways that we run our businesses are so vastly different and yet, like, we're both seeing success. It's just coming in different ways. For me, I approach my business out of doing the things that I want to do, um, which for me, one of my big values is, like, helping people, which I think is a very feminine value, you know? Like, we are always wanting to be the caretakers of others. Um, and so I use that, like, as my method and also my measurement of success versus him where he is very money focused so can you talk more about like how we can put those feminine energy and values into our um, businesses and how to make them successful as a feminine you know energy so I think the first thing that we have to do is kind of so when I when I teach this I teach a program like it's a feminine energy business program and so I say that there's four layers and the first layer is to burn the rules (laughs) is to basically forget everything yeah it's like yeah do it (laughs) because we're existing in this colonialist capitalist patriarchal business structure and I'm actually not here to hate on the patriarchy this is this is how this is how we go through the world. Amazing. It's just us trying to jam ourselves in it and act like we are just like small men and we aren't right. So it's like, burn the rules, forget everything you ever knew because the rules are different for us. Like you just said, your focus and your husband's focus are different. And yet there you are both seeing success. So first off, we have to determine and and just like really integrate the fact that we can do it differently but it's really hard for us to believe that because we haven't seen it right Mm -hmm. there has been a rise like when you're looking around there are more of us operating businesses from our feminine energy but this is relatively new right when we look in the past few generations of like once women joined the workforce we are seeing either women who like did not work and were essentially in their feminine energy and they did not have any money or women who, you know, very much wore that masculine shield and were out and they were making money and seeing success, but they were, they were not feeling, (laughs) they were not feeling expansive in their feminine energy. Right. Mm -hmm. So we are like, this is a new paradigm that we are co-creating together. So it's 
forgetting what you thought you knew, all that stuff, and then moving from that place of servitude that comes so naturally to us women, right? That place of how can I serve others? How can I help? How can I create, you know? But then sometimes when we move into that space and we're like, okay, I'm going to be in my feminine energy. I'm going to move my business from my feminine. We also hold a belief, which again, this is a rule we're going to burn, that somehow that's going to be unattached from money. And we see this all the time. Women go into business and like they are making no money because they're giving away their services. They're giving away their gifts because we as women, like when we create something, it like comes right from the womb, right? Like we birth whatever business this is. And even, you know, if you're just in the workforce and you're working for someone else, when you show up, like it's very much from an internal space, it's hard to charge for that. You know, it's hard to charge for like your creation, something that like comes so from your heart. It's The world has made it really hard for us to know how to put a price tag on that, which is where the other component of feminine receptivity comes in because the feminine is built to receive, right? Like even our body is built to receive. And the more you're in that vibration of your feminine frequency, the more of everything you receive and money is in there. Right. We know that the softer and more surrendered and more receptive we are to a masculine man, the more he gives. And I don't just mean in like the tangible provision of like, you know, taking care of the household or whatever. Like they just give more of everything when you are receptive. And we see this reflected in other areas of life as well. Like as soon as we are in that receiving mode. It's like the opportunities and the friendships and the connections and all of that and the money. Mm -hmm. We're also taught to fear money, right? Because it is so tied up with that colonialist, capitalist, patriarchal structure. We're like, like we want it, but it feels like almost dark, but it doesn't have to be like, to me, money is like this light, fun energy that we play with and money to me has does have a masculine energy so it's like you can get into kind of like a flirty loving relationship with that as well so now you've got your business of servitude but you know you are meant to receive as a woman you are meant to receive and part of again that mature feminine energy is having that strong sense of your own worth right having strong boundaries having strong discernment that's you know uh, I'm sure you've talked about this at some other point but like the light feminine and the dark feminine right and and being integrated in that dark feminine that it's like no but I make money I am successful Mm -hmm. I think you hit on so many good points there the fact that we as women love to give so much, but we have such a hard time receiving. Um, and it does tie back to like that sense of self-worth and those other things that have been torn down, you know, through our entire lives. Um, and it's really focusing on building that back up and being knowing that you're worthy to receive those things because, you know, even in business, 
like mine where I'm focused on, you know, other women, other women want to give, right? So who am I to like reject them from giving things to me, whether that's friendship or money in the business sense. So I think it is important for us to recognize that within ourselves and really work to break down that barrier and be willing to receive, um, which I think plays, again, everything's all tied in together into relationships and being able to receive in relationships too. Because I told you that was one of the hardest things about my relationship. So we've kind of talked about that. How does that now tie into relationships? Yeah, so if you are heterosexual, like I really only talk about heteronormative relationships because that's all I've ever been in. So I do understand that's not everyone's, you know, normal, but generally speaking, you have a woman who is going to feel the most free when she's in her feminine energy. And you have a man who's going to feel the most free when he's in his masculine energy. But because this crazy world (laughs) that we live in, has really structured itself. It's so interesting that we're seeing women feel like they have to be, you know, have this sort of masculine shield or the way that I describe it is, okay, I'm going to take a tiny segue, then we're going to come back to this. Mm -hmm. So when I first started like on this feminine energy journey, it was like, okay, I kept hearing like, oh, you're in your masculine energy or all these women were talking about how they're in their masculine energy. And now of course that I'm in this space, you know, teaching and coaching about it. There's so many women that come and like, they're feeling so much shame for being in their masculine energy. And I just don't believe that we change through feeling shame. So I talk about feminine energy as either being expansive or contractive. I just don't find it's that helpful for us as women to think of ourselves as being masculine when we're just like responding to this impossible world. And on the same token, we see all this talk about, you know, we're wanting men to be more, you know, in touch with their emotions and expressive. So we call that them being in their feminine energy. I'll tell you one way you're never going to get a man to open up and express his emotions is by telling him you want him to be more feminine. Like it doesn't work. So because these are just belief systems, right? I've just changed the language. So I talk about expansive, contractive, feminine, expansive, contractive, masculine. So we're in this world with these systems and structures that are making women's feminine energy contract. We're like, I have to protect myself and take care of myself and make all of this money and like hustle and grind and, you know, all of these innately masculine traits, which makes our feminine feel really contractive. And then men are out there and they've been operating in this system. That's actually impossible for them too. Like there's so much about the systems that are sucking the life out of men too. It's just that the systems were created by men for men. So they're a little more, you know, Ept at operating in them because they're not dealing with the, these hormonal fluctuations and sort of softness that's innately feminine. But that's not to discount the struggles of the masculine operating in this like doggy dog world either. But they, of course, they're in the business world where it's okay to be masculine. But now society has told them that in all other areas, they're supposed to be like less masculine. They're supposed to contract their masculine because there's become like this it's like almost like a dirty word now to say like masculine men like it's 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 actually crazy so now we have 
these men whose masculine energy is contracted and these women whose feminine energy is contracted and they're trying to be in relationship with one another and it's like it's very very hard yeah you know so again like I don't think that using sort of like shaming language around any of it is that helpful it's just us kind of peeling back the layers of all of this conditioning and all of this programming and and recognizing that our counterparts, they have programming and conditioning too. And just trying to find like a place of union within that. But it starts with us. You know, so often I have clients that come and they're like, I want to make my man be more masculine. <laughs> it's like, good luck, honey. <laughs> good luck with that because... <laughs> You bossing him around and telling him how to be a man is that's not going to work for you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> We've all tried it. Like we all tried it. It doesn't work that great though. <laughs> it really doesn't. So it's just like all we can be responsible for, whether we're talking about, you know, feminine, masculine energies or polarity or whatever, or something completely different in relationships. Like we can only ever be responsible for ourselves and like the way that we're showing up and what we're doing. So it's like, if you feel the most expansive when you have softened into your feminine energy and even it like it feels scary at first right like when when you were going through this and being like okay I, like I have this masculine man so vulnerable yeah because the world tells us that like if we're you know that you can only count on yourself mm-hmm. only trust yourself like if you don't take care of you no one else is going to do it so then to be like let someone else do it it's like it feels like laying yourself on the freaking chopping block Mm -hmm. scary but also like you said when you're both like kind of sucked in you know in your energies once you start working on yourself and like leaning into that it gives them permission to do that too so and and like you said once we are open to receiving other people are so much more open to giving and that includes our partners too. Um, I, I think it's so important to recognize like a good partnership means like you're both working on things and you're both giving. And yeah, like I said, my partner is very masculine. He runs his business and he does a really fantastic job. He takes care of me. He does all of those things, but he's also very in tune with his emotions and actually like one of the most emotionally intelligent men I've ever been with because I give him permission to do that through being my feminine open self. Like I think I bring out those good things that I'm looking for in him by doing that myself yeah and that is an element of your receptivity too right so often you know women are like asking of their men to be more emotional or show more emotion while not creating a safe space for that to land because then when he does show emotion that can feel scary to us too so then we're like and even if you don't like your energy you know like, I hate the jargon out there that, like, you know, writes men off as being just, like, kind of dodos because they're not. They're so perceptive to mm-hmm. energy. And so when you slight him even a little bit in that energetic field, 
like he will feel that and then why would he lay his emotions out like why would he show up in that way as a masculine man if it's not safe that would be unwise of him so it's like you said it is like working on yourself and creating space for them to give but also for them to take that armor off for a minute Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine we were talking about relation our relationships not that long ago and she said something that I thought was like really bang on and it's you know we as women we're so good at like sitting in circle with other women we are female friendships are so different than male friendships so it's like we as women we have each other as like these incredible support systems like you want to process something, you got a girlfriend, you just call it up and you can unpack it in 18 different ways. And you can lay your heart on the line and you can sob and you can like share those deep, dark emotions, the grief, the rage, whatever with your female friends. Men don't do that. They might have a male friend that they, you know, will discuss things with, but that emotional side of them, it is their female partner. That is the only place that they have to lay that and I think it's important for us as women to remember that you know Mm -hmm. they should be the softest with us and us the softest with them too (laughs) but we have you know we have to be a little more soft to make a nice little cushion for their softness like Mm -hmm. yeah what would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions that you hear, especially because like, you know, feminine energy is such like a, a term that's buzzing right now, right? What are some of the biggest misconceptions you think are out there about tuning into your feminine energy or some of the things that you wish people did know about like feminine power and the things that can come from it? Yeah, that's such a good question. I feel like the there's a lot of misconceptions around feminine energy being the same as femininity and they're not the societal construct of femininity is very different than actual innate raw primordial feminine energy there's also lots of like feminine energy coaches that are very against femininity I'm not one of them I'm actually all for the um, sort of like archetype of the societal construct of femininity I think there's so much beauty in that too I don't think it's the end-all be-all I think it doesn't give enough space for like our full range feminine but I think that would be probably the top misconception is like people thinking that they can you know access their feminine energy by like wearing a certain thing or speaking a certain way and that's not it it can be part of it like feminine energy can be so much about playing with all the different archetypes. And so things like how you dress and the music you listen to and whatever can be a way to play with it, but it's not, that's not quite it. Um, And also, you know, this idea that we can get more feminine, that that is, this is this thing that we're chasing and striving for and like a checklist that we need to have of like I did this to be in my feminine energy and I did this to be in my feminine energy mm-hmm. instead of realizing that it's more about not making a checklist and just tuning out the noise for a minute and being like 
what is my body feel? What is my brain thinking? What is my heart feeling? And moving from that space. And then in regards to, because I do, you know, the feminine leadership, the feminine led business stuff, there's also misconceptions around feminine energy and that, you know, running your business from your feminine is just like lounging around and eating bonbons and like, you know, orgasming your way to success. And like, <laughs> all of those things are great, but <laughs> you're not going to build a successful business doing that. I, yeah, it's very sad, but <laughs> I mean, it would be great if I could build a business that way. I wouldn't age, complain, I know. But... <laughs> Uh, no, I think all of those points are so good. I love that you talk about like the social construct of what femininity is quote unquote supposed to look like, right? Um, and I think that that's where women are like, well, I don't look like that. I don't act like that. So I must be, you know, in my masculine energy. And that's not correct. Like, I'm not dressed up like a 50s housewife and, you know, like doing everything at his will and those types of things. No, I'm still like a very strong, independent woman, you know, business owner, all of those things. And yet I am still very much in that feminine energy. So it's not a one or the other situation. You can have both. (laughs) Yeah. And feminine energy, I use the term full range feminine. Because it's like, baby, it's all of it. You know, the second we try to divide that like light feminine and dark feminine and make one right or the other, because, you know, in our world, the pendulum always swings. Like we always go a little too far to this side and then we're get a little too far to that side. So I do see in the feminine energy space, you know, because obviously the societal construct of femininity was very much just in the light feminine and we were there. So now people speaking about feminine energy, they've gone all the way to the dark and it's like, this is only feminine energy. And if you're not, you know, in an ashram doing Kundalini and like, <laughs> like then you're not in your, but you know, giving your period blood to the earth and whatever. And it's like, okay, but actually it's all of it. It's all of it. And it's also, you're allowed to live in that middle ground too. You know, that your feminine energy is like also very unique to you. There is, that's the thing is like, we love because of the structure of our society, we just really want a rule book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We really want like the, yeah, this is it. And this is not it. And we want there to be like these, these yeah hard and fast black and white protocols to follow for being wasn't that your number one rule throw out the rule book (laughs) exactly like we're making we're making our own collectively and also you make your own for you you know I know lots of um really powerful you know feminine leadership coaches who like one of their things that helps them be in their feminine energy is that they don't work the first day of their bleed beautiful amazing like I'm all for women resting I don't need to do that the the work that I do is so like juicy and feminine for me there's nothing I want to do more the first day of my bleed than sit on calls with my clients and like go deep I'm a little bit of a different coach like you catch me when I'm ovulating and I'm like okay bitch that's what we're doing (laughs) I'm less like that when you know I'm super luteal or first day of my bleed but that's not something that I need 
for my feminine energy to thrive. So, you know, from each and every one of us, we're going to have a, a way that feminine energy is embodied for us. That's unique, you know? Yeah. So for the women out there that are like, okay, I know this is something I, I want to start working on is like kind of discovering that feminine energy and power in myself. Where do we start? What are some of the things that we can do to really start tuning into that within ourselves? Yeah. So, you know, the, one of the first steps is being open to that exploration and again knowing that there are no rules and that you get to figure this out for yourself and then next it really is going to be being with your body so because we love you know schedules and rules and linearity sometimes we have to take some of that and, and bring it in so you know something that I'll have clients do is like Set a couple reminders on your phone throughout the day, like say three to five reminders. And like you can write whatever you want in the little reminder, but the reminder is essentially, okay, so for that moment, you're just going to turn everything off. You're going to tune everything out and you're going to close your eyes. And you're just going to be with your body and you're going to ask it what it wants. And nine times out of 10, what it wants is to move, right? And then you're going to give space for yourself to do that. Maybe it's move. Maybe it's have a snack. Maybe it's sing a little song. Maybe it's lay flat on your back, whatever. But being in that body, asking it what it wants, and then gifting that to yourself, letting that energetic body receive whatever it's after. And I know that sounds like so simplistic that it almost is like, it can't be that easy, but (laughs) we don't do that, Mm -hmm. right? We don't do that as businesswomen, as mothers, as students, as whatever, you know, whatever age you you are when you're listening to this, it's like, we don't do that. And then the more, like, I call it yum, the more yum you pull into your life, the more you will find that you're in that sort of feminine frequency. So it's like, what feels good to you? What are the things that make your body and your breath feel expansive, you know, for me, again, it's like always movement, you know, I start, I don't start my day sitting cross-legged, still meditating, Mm -hmm. I do a movement meditation, right, I got music on, like, I'm moving my hips, I'm twerking, like, that is how I connect to my feminine energy, to my feminine body. There's a time and a place for sitting very still and meditating, but me getting into my feminine energy, that isn't one of them, you know? Yeah, I'm a movement person, too. I do lifting, I do weightlifting, and I just posted this uh, Instagram story the other day of me doing a deadlift that was 300 pounds. And I was like in this cute purple matching like set with like my hot pink shoes and everything. And one of my friends sent me a message and was like, oh my gosh, you doing like that, like hitting that like badass PR in this cute matching set is just like next level. That is like woman power right there. And I was like, yes, you can be strong and be feminine at the same time. It is not one or the other. (laughs) I, okay. I literally just posted about this last week, which we hadn't connected last week, but 
there okay there was a tiktoker I feel like it was like a year ago and she's like a feminine energy coach and I actually did follow her and then I unfollowed her after she posted that going to the gym was like not feminine and I was like this is the biggest contradictory thing I've ever heard someone say like to try to tell a woman what she does with her body like (laughs) that is the least feminine thing you could possibly do yeah and that power that you feel when you are weightless like I love my yoga and my Pilates but I go to the gym and lift heavy like Mm -hmm. that's how I choose to express my feminine energy that's how you choose to express yours like the second we try to put feminine energy in a box we have missed the freaking mark Mm -hmm. and you want to talk about strength childbirth is the hardest thing that exists on this earth there is nothing Mm -hmm. that takes more strength than that I I I will butcher the numbers if I try to tell them but they say that like the human body can withstand like this many units of pain and the childbirth is like double that surprising (laughs) you're you're gonna tell me you're gonna tell me that women are not meant to be strong like absolutely not (laughs) yeah no that's so contradictory I can't (laughs) Yeah, no, especially when you're trying to teach somebody to, like you said, be so in tune with your body. Like I had tried so many other forms of working out and I just never really got into them. And then I did this and it felt great. It felt good for me and my body. And now I absolutely love like getting out and getting that movement and getting that exercise because it feels good to me and my body. So that's like absolutely what you just said so that is so interesting that she said that but again I think that's part of the you know it's good that this is becoming a normalized topic but also of course with everything that becomes normalized on the internet it also (laughs) sometimes gets twisted in different ways as well so totally and you know I mean everyone's entitled to their own opinion but I do think that can be a dangerous stance it's the same with like the masculine feminine polarity stuff right like it's amazing that we're awakening to this but you're also seeing and you know because everything we're just taking a snapshot of a little tiny post you know there's not space for all the nuance in the world in a a post but I do think you know we have to be careful with the information that we're putting out there I've had lots of you know clients coming in they're like they're essentially trying to let a man lead who is incapable of leading like he is going to lead them into the ditch right Mm -hmm. and so it's it's a huge part of your feminine energy is discernment Mm. you know that's like such a powerful um word that we all have to keep in mind when especially when we start playing with the polarity stuff and the surrendering and the trusting and um knowing that while we can hold men in the absolute highest regard like as a whole as much as all the social media posts want us to like hold them down here we can hold them here while also utilizing the power of our discernment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, and that's something that I've come to realize too, is like, there's this idea that of toxic masculinity, right? Another one of the buzzwords that's out there a lot. And I think masculinity is not toxic, actually. It's quite the opposite. It's the ones who are not feeling, you know, capable in that masculinity that are typically the ones that we, you know, see um, 
in domestic violence situations or anything like that is because they are feeling emasculated. Um, And so by actually, you know, giving men that ability, like we said, to be masculine, it actually helps both sides. Yeah, Yeah, there's always going to be toxic people. Toxicity is always going to exist, but we've essentially villainized our counterparts by creating this idea of toxic masculinity and then putting everything in there that, you know, um, is an essentially innate masculine trait and naming that toxic right skewing it in all these interesting ways and yeah I I do feel like there's going to be or there is there is currently like sort of an awakening around that um but with that you know with that pendulum that swings we do have to be wary that from coming out of that we don't swing to the side where we're just like blindly trusting and not using our you know that sort of compass within us that will that will guide us and keep us safe which is why you know, so many people are either seeking a relational experience or they're in a relational experience and they're wanting to, you know, make it better, bring that polarity in. Um, but it's really important that we focus on ourselves, not trying to make or change or transform the other person that it's with us as women focusing on our feminine energy and just our personal development as a whole. But knowing that that development of our feminine energy is also attuning into things like our intuition that gut feeling right so that we aren't ending up in unsafe situations with unsafe men Mm -hmm. yeah I think that was very well said thank you um well I I mean this was a great conversation I think we hit on a lot of topics that um are really important for us as women to hear and just you know be able to think about and start working on ourselves if that's something that we want to tune into more um if the women that are listening are interested in learning more about you where do we find you what do you have available all of those things yeah so across all platforms i am amy alexandra a-y-m-i-e alexandra i'm predominantly on instagram and tiktok i do have a website it's amyalexandra.com and i offer coaching and courses i do one-on-one coaching i have some group coaching options and then i have courses around i call one of them kitty classes and that is your cycle your hormones holistic health for your kitty and then some kind of like the womb wisdom sex magic kind of stuff and then i have other sort of like smaller cyclical living in business type courses i have a course called leading femme that you know the layer one that i said was burn the rules it's a four-layer program that is meant for the woman in business who, you know, wants to lead her business from her feminine pulse. And then I do have some really fun and exciting stuff coming up in the new year as well. So you can find me and my DMs are always open. I love, love, love to be in conversation with, with other women and see what everybody's up to out in the world. And that's one of the things like when you're in your feminine energy and power, you want to see other women in it too and see them succeeding and stuff too. So it leads to such great like friendships as well totally and the social media space like it's so you know people hate on social media but like I you know like I found you yesterday right it's like it's like it actually connects us to the coolest people 
It really does all over the world. And we're our biggest like hype girls. Like if you look at any of my posts, like all of my girls are in there like, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So social media friendships, it's yeah, they're they're powerful, you know, energy doesn't lie. Yep. It's true. Well, thank you for coming on and bringing your great energy. I really appreciated it and getting to know you and hopefully I'll get to see you and talk to you a little bit more on social media. So thank you, Kiri. Thank you for having me. Y'all wasn't that just incredible. Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.